good afternoon and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lori Ann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Mark Olmstead. And I'm Lori Ann Rising. Hey, guess what today is? What's today? It's the first anniversary of the Rise and Shine show. OMG. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Yikes. We began working on this show in early March of 2020 before anyone had yeah. any hint of the impact COVID might have. From the beginning, our mission has been to help create a world that works for everyone by challenging old paradigms and uplifting voices that aren't typically heard. Our very first show aired on April 21st, 2020, and it's been one heck of a ride ever since. Just a little. Just a little. Today, we thought we'd honor this personal milestone by sharing with you a little of the behind the scenes side of the journey we've been on by interviewing each other. So, to introduce Lori Ann Rising, <laughs> she is the international award winning author of You Rising Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. She's a spiritual and intuitive mentor for women, an empathic channeler, and host of her own podcast. You Rising. Her work challenges old paradigms and reconnects women with their wise one within to empower, inspire, and reawaken their life's purpose and passion. Welcome, Lori Ann. Oh, man, it's Jeez, so nice to be strange, here and to meet you. Strange stage. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, uh -huh. this is, uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try to have a little fun with this, okay? Uh, <laughs> a little different. I so, you can't remember that back that far, but uh, where or who would you say you were or, or where were you a year ago? Uh, oh, man, let's see. April 2020, we were getting the show started, so there was a lot of learning curve. Oh, my goodness, the learning curve behind the scenes. Mm. Trying to figure out, and we were doing everything completely live at the time. Mm -hmm. Remember? Oh my gosh. I remember my oh palms my sweating. Oh, that was. That <laughs> trying was to remember to breathe. The workload. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the oh. workload. Yeah. Trying to get it all set up and taken care of. And I mean, that just, it became my focus getting all of those pieces done, getting through the learning curve, trying to figure out who are we going to interview? How do we weeks. prove the mm -hmm. show is worthwhile to be on because we hadn't yet actually aired, you know, mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And, man, it was just all blank slate mm -hmm. and learning. Yep. And Stick nerves. Curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nerves. Right. Right. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting because I wanted to start a podcast for years and had done a lot of false starts because I didn't know how to do it. And mm -hmm. so it was fun to be in a situation where it's like, okay, now we've got a team with Voice America. And we definitely have deadlines and a structure and people waiting on us and helping and pushing and pulling and influencing. So removed. it was... <laughs> yeah, removed all the excuses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to not be doing it alone, mm. actually. You know, to figure out how to interview somebody when your mind goes blank, to have that other person, the other host sitting there who can jump in. That was helpful. That that part is definitely a, a big factor for doing this. I would not want to try to do it on my own. So many people do. It's incredible. 
(laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. So, okay. Then, uh, well, what has changed for you over this last year now since we've gotten through the first hurdles and... Right. Well, I have a whole new skill set. And I mean, I can say, okay, I know how to find people. I know how to set up interviews. I know Mm. how to do the interviews. I know how to do the editing. I mean, I've literally done so much behind the scenes. And it's been a lot of fun. And I actually that was actually one of the reasons I started my own podcast was because it's like, oh, now I have the skills and doing my own, like this show is a radio show format, clearly. I mean, we go to commercials, we fill a specific time frame, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But on mine, I have a lot more leeway. So I went, my, my whole perspective shifted in terms of what it means to do a podcast from this is super hard to, oh, well, this really isn't that big of a deal. And, mm. you know, having a lot of fun with both versions. So that's that's a huge mental shift. The other thing that has really shifted for me this year is my relationship with my intuition. And jumping into really exploring what does that mean? And one of the things, of course, you're kind of aware of, but I decided to do an experiment a couple of months ago. And jumped into like, okay, I don't know what it means to be an intuitive or channeler. I've done it for myself. I know I'm intuitive. I get these hits once in a while. But is it possible to pick up information for other people? I don't know. Let's find out. So I put a post on Facebook and I thought I'd get like 10 responses or something. I wound up with like 60 or 70 people who agreed to just experiment with me. And wow, that has been amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what do those experiments look like? So a couple of different things. Um, There were kind of two categories. One was like, okay, they'd send a question and I would kind of record an answer and just send them the audio back, which is the intuitive channeling, the empathic channeling. And then for others... Um, and, and some of the episodes are going to be airing on the You Rising podcast. They got on with me on Zoom and we had an interactive conversation. And sometimes it leaned more into the channeling and sometimes it leaned more into the mentorship. And sometimes it's kind of a blend of both. But it has been so much fun to discover, you know, like some of these people when they sent a question, like one of them was, okay, I want to connect with my sister. She's passed on. And I thought, well, I've never done that before. Okay. And so part of my process ahead of time was to go, okay, if this is real, let me know something that is so unique that only the other person would really know, you know, like something. This is you asking yourself or your, your, me asking myself, my guides, right. Like bring something through that is just, like undeniable. Mm -hmm. And so in that, so for me, I get a lot of images. Sometimes I hear words, but most of the time it's images and impressions and I have to talk through and figure out an interpretation. So the first image that came up was a can of sardines and I kind (laughs) of saw it opening and there were (laughs) olives in it. (laughs) Now, 
Do I even like sardines, sardines or olives? And you? <clears throat> no, not the same room. No. <laughs> well, or olives. Or olives. Yeah, no, I pick yeah. them off my pizza. Yeah, and hand yeah. It I get extra olives on the pizza. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So the idea of those two together—that is not something I would ever in a million years even consider. Mm-hmm. Turns out the sister who passed away, that was one of her favorite snacks. And I'm like, how could I have come up with that on my own? Like, okay. <laughs> that, wow. that was an, an, that was crazy. So the, and out of the 60 or 70 I did, the vast majority were like that. There was something in each one that the person was like, wow, you're dead on. You're right on. This is. I'm even animals. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. Somebody asked, and she didn't send me any information. She just said, what's going on with my horse? That was it. That was all I had to work with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she's testing me, and that's what I asked for. That's a good thing. So I started getting information, and I, it, the impression, I, and it was interesting because I sort of felt the horse pressing on me. Like while I was like, I Hmm. felt something there with me. It was really interesting doing that one. And then what came through was that she was missing someone. It wasn't that, you know, because part of it was, you know, does she want to leave? Does she want to stay? And it's like, no, she's missing someone. She's not wanting to leave. She's trying. She keeps going out searching. And I was like, okay, I don't know what any of that means, but that's what came through. And the feedback was, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know who she's missing. This gives me exactly what I need to work with my horse more effectively. I still have no idea what the background story is. I still have no idea what else, but it was exactly perfect for her. That is just wild. <laughs> it's the horse whisperer, literally, apparently. Apparently, something. Aye, so. Aye. That is definitely a massive shift in my life. Wow. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah. To, you know. And you've never done anything like that previously to this attempt, really. So I remember as a kid, I was highly intuitive, but I didn't know at the time that's what it was. Mm. And when I asked my parents, what is intuition? Of course, that was the 80s at a time when anything associated with intuition or the occult Mm. or any of it was considered witchcraft and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was a really negative connotation in the 80s. We've come a long way Mm -hmm. since then, right? So back then, my parents' response was, all of that is fake, it's false, it's not real, etc. And Mm -hmm. everything in me was like, that's not true. I'm going to protect this. Mm-hmm. Well, the trick was to protect it. I had to actually ignore it because you can't act on your intuition without other people noticing you're mm-hmm. doing something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I inadvertently shut it down and have been walking myself back into it over the last several years and now expanding it further to see what else might be possible with it, how I could be of service in a greater world. So for me to do readings for others, this was the first time. I had mm-hmm. not done that before. Wow. And it's pretty cool that we're, we're just finishing up watching that uh, series that's been on superpower. Oh, it's all yeah. about intuition. And that's a oh, man, it is so encouraging for me to see the level of awareness that we now have around this whole 
what's controlling our subconscious, you know, and, and Bruce Lipton is one of the the key guys in that show that I just, oh. I'm, I'm, oh and the one episode, Raising the Consciousness of the Kids. To mm. the point where they can wear blindfolds oh. and still read oh. the book, like they're oh. they can totally see it, and they're playing catch with blindfolds on, and they're like, and Absolutely. all they did was raise the consciousness of the kids so that they could see out of every cell of their body, is how they described it, and to watch it happening, like that's not something I would ever no. believe, but no. they were clearly. And, and these were doing good. It. These were good blindfolds. These were oh like, like heavy duty blindfolds with like the rubberized stuff. You're not going oh to no. see through these blindfolds. And there's these three girls sitting at the the table, and the camera is looking over their shoulder as they are, are reading. They're not pointing at the words. Sometimes they were. They, they were. They would Sometimes use their finger actually, to follow yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, but you could see they were clearly reading and just using the finger to focus. But it was interesting because I noticed. I'm like, okay, Every I'm word. gonna, I'm gonna watch and see if there's any little trick to this, right? So they, what they did is the instructor. I noticed they had a bunch of different children's books, all about the same size and shape. So it's not like one of the one of them was a whole different shape, and the kid could just recognize what shape it was, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so she, you know, just randomly picked one, handed it to the girl next to her and said, okay, which one is that? And the girl was like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, read off the title and described the whole front of the cover and full detail and, and color and everything. And then she you know, was like, okay, we'll read the first page. And it, you could tell it wasn't that the girl was remembering it. She was clearly reading it word for mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. with the blind. I was just, I'm like, okay. So clearly... No matter what level of intuition I'm discovering, there's still a heck of a lot more we can do that we're just barely discovering. And I love that we live in a world that's doing that. This is this was an absolute eye-opening, game-changing show, that, that episode. And, and part of it was uh, obviously what you just alluded to, what, what we experienced. One of the girls at one time, they were telling the story about how her dad, who didn't believe in this stuff, was what attended one of these sessions one time. And and he was clear across the room, though, while she was doing a reading and, and, and participating in it. And then as he started walking towards her, her vision went away. She mm -hmm. couldn't see it anymore. And someone was watching and noticed that and asked him to go back. And Actually, leave. she said they waved. So the girl oh, 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 didn't know right, dad had right. approached. That's and right. they just waved him back. That's right. That's right. And her sight came back. So the girl never knew dad was. And he didn't say anything. He right. was, it was not. It was only his just mere presence. Right. In proximity to her of, of disbelief right. that caused her vision to 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 stop. Yeah. So and clearly the, the, the power we have over each other, the, the effects that we have over each other. Mm -hmm. And obviously the, the disbelief in any of this stuff is just absolutely, it's, it's keeping us stuck. Or the, the trick though too, and I'm, and they didn't quite touch on it, but that's the piece I'm hoping those working with those kids. And it's a center in, in California that's oh, working man. with what those was kids. It called? What was it called? We'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, it'll, it'll come to my me. hope is because part of the trick I is see this, you. I, I see have, you. because I have spoken with skeptics, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And it can be difficult. You really have to be centered within. And so the ability to not just discover you have it, but to disallow the skeptics to take it from you. It, mm -hmm. It's like this, it's like a muscle. Mm -hmm. And that's a piece, you know, like my parents, when I was a kid saying, no, that's not real. I shut down because mm -hmm. I didn't know how to handle the skeptic. Whereas now I'm in a place that's very, very different where, you know, the skeptics, I have had conversations with them and I'm like, well, this is my reality. You mm -hmm. can believe what you want. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they'll get those girls to that point because I just keep thinking mm -hmm. what a lived experience oh, for man. them to grow up with oh, and how goodness. different they're going to be as adults. Absolutely. Especially knowing that level of consciousness. And it's it was called ICU. What, what did it stand for? The, the university? Intuitive. The children's. University. University. Or something I think like that. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But this is a real thing. That is yeah. absolutely, it was a game-changing moment to see that and to see oh, it on a show. We both just had our mouths open like, the whole show. No way. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. It really uh, was. So, oh, so obviously this is part of maybe why you're so passionate about the intuitive oh. mentorship that you're doing. Is there uh, other... I'm I'm really passionate about it for a number of reasons. One, it's exciting to return to a gift I have that feels really natural and I have a lot of fun with it to discover how cool it can be and all of that feedback, how really, truly helpful and beneficial and to be doing something that comes so naturally. And it, it's like, rediscovering a gift I was born with and I get to unwrap it all over again, you know, so it's a ton of fun. But I know my own personal journey has been that one of having it and not knowing what it was, losing it, living a life completely disconnected for decades from my core truth, and then going back on the journey of reclaiming my power reclaiming my truth, reclaiming my gifts. And so I have this vision of living in a world in which every, everyone, every man, woman, and child can grow up fully supported and being all that they can be. Right now, that's not what is true. And I get that there is some value sometimes that, you know, it's, it's, uh, I want to say a catch-22 that the human experience almost requires the dichotomy. We don't really fully know the depths of joy without knowing the depths of the pain. We don't mm. know light mm -hmm. or dark without the other. We don't, you know, we need the dichotomy. So there are gifts in, in the whole journey. And the strength required and the courage we discover and our ability to reclaim it when we've lost it. Mm -hmm. But I still just, what kind of world could we live in if we just... We're soaked in that ability to be who we are. And so, so much of what I really want to do is to help women in particular recover those parts of themselves, to return back to their center, to live their truest passion and joy from a very natural place. And the ripple effects from there just, I mean, I just... It blows my mind what's possible with every single person who returns to who they're born to be and mm -hmm. begins to live that. And I just, I've had that desire for 
decades to do that. And life has taken me on all kinds of journeys so that I could be and become the person I needed to be to step into this place of now being able to mentor others. So really my life, you know, you know, I've talked about on the show, it's been really messy. So I have no judgments of anybody else's mm-hmm. <laughs> course or path at all. So I, I love, I love it. love what I'm doing. It's been quite the evolution to watch too. And, uh, and so, well, then the natural next question, of course, is where do you see yourself a year from now, Lori? Oh, my rising. <laughs> wow. So let's see if it's mid-April 2022. Um, I'm looking forward to launching. I mean, you know, this year is really about creating a foundation, getting the word out, and getting on the road. I want to be traveling. I want to create a lifestyle where maybe it's, you know, work half a day, a few days a week, but really get to see the places we are, but still being just loving life. I want to create a life that I just fall in love with every day. And I feel like we're moving in that direction, step by step, piece by piece, element by element. So I'm excited about the possibilities. I know I've connected with an international group of women and we're networking to help each other get to word out in many, many ways, doing the the channeled readings and the interactive sessions with women. I really want to be doing more of those. That was just so much fun to do those sessions and looking forward to doing more of it and just seeing what's possible. We'll see where it goes from here. So is there a plan for uh, once you get all you know, women all straightened out, you're going to start working on men too? Is it? Well, here's the thing. Men have ruled the world. I know, I know I'm world. already a full hand, you know, full plate for well, you. Well, there's that. that. Yeah. Um you know, right. but it's it's all good. So here's the thing. <laughs> Men have ruled the world. They, they've <clears throat> had their day. Mm-hmm. And it's, we are all the masculine and the feminine together. So the opportunity and ability for all of us to recover the sacred feminine and reintegrate that into ourselves as individuals, into our culture, into everything that we're doing. I feel like that's going to be a huge shift that will help and serve every being. And it's not about men or women. Mm -hmm. We all have created a world in which the misogyny and, you know, that it hurts all of us. And so it's recovering that energy for everyone. So by, I believe personally that by working with women, as we show up as all of us and set a different standard of what we are willing and not willing to tolerate uh, and, and reclaiming that, men won't be able to help but shift. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and the next generation will be raised differently and, and there will be ripple effects That's- from there. I can, that, I mean, that's the biggest key, I think, is that the next generation really has to be our primary focus. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. that. That's a great segue, what, what a actually. Great segue. <laughs> Let's just talk about that after the break, shall we? <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
So, but before we take that break, uh, how can listeners find out more about you and connect with these crazy conversations you're having on the on your podcast <laughs> and all that good stuff? Uh, well, the best place is my website. And of course, that's just my name, laurieannrising.com. And it's got links to the podcast. It's got links to the services I offer. And you can get in touch with me directly there, too. Okay. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Happy, happy year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the co-creation. <laughs> All right. So. And so this is where I get to step out of guest mode and back into host mode. Because when we come back, Mark is going to be in the hot seat sharing about his personal evolutions this past year. <coughs> First, though, we'll get to hear the show's theme song in its entirety. And it's a fun original by Mark called Rise and Shine right after this. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. When I wake up in the morning and I look up in the skies The moon and stars have gone to bed and the sun is on the rise The chance that I've been given now that I can clearly see Is a brand new day to practice being who I'm here to be Rise and shine, rise and shine I'm here to play my part in the grand overall design Rise and shine, rise and shine Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery So here and now it's you and me to see what we can Share the road, we lend a hand, we help another understand. Together, dreams of peace can now come true. Rise and shine, rise and shine. I'm here to play my part in the grand overall design. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine. It can be so easy just to take it all for granted And forget the gift I'm given now with each new rising sun So when I see how shadows can begin to cloud my vision 
I read my shining moments and I try to find another one. I try to write another one. Rise and shine, rise and shine. I'm here to play my part in the grand overall design. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine. When I wake up in the morning and I look up in the skies, the moon and stars have faded and the sun is on the rise. The challenge I'm accepting now with every breath I breathe is another chance to find the best in me. Rise and shine, rise and shine. I'm here to play my part in the grand overall design. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine. Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine. Each moment I'm alive is mine to shine. Welcome back. You're listening to Rise and Shine, and that was one of Mark's original songs, inspired by his mom. Also titled Rise and Shine. You can find it as a single on his website at markolmsted.com. That's M A R K O L M S T E A D.com. And now we have Mark here getting to sit in the hot dun, dun, seat dun, dun, as a guest dun, 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 on the show. Dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've decided it's much better being the interviewer than the interviewee. It's actually maybe not better, but easier. I, you know, it, it does require good listening skills. You know, it's important to be able to, like, feedback and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, but see, this is about rising and shining, that's, not yeah, always that. doing what's familiar and <sighs> easy. So here's a wonderful okay. opportunity to... okay. Live by example. Okay. I can so, go. we're going to start with your bio okay. and see who you are, and we'll go from there. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so, Mark is a singer, songwriter, and international Best Indie Book Award winning children's author who's performed on stages all over the world. His book, The Adventures of the True Sunbeam, is a delightful story that reminds everyone's inner child how to shine authentically, and includes interactive features that bring families closer together. Inspired early on by John Denver, Mark brings music with a message the world needs. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Laurieann. <laughs> you know, they, they say that you best teach what you most need to learn, right? So that's why I'm all about shining, you know, it's my messages. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, uh-huh, I can do this. Oh, you do voices too. No problem. Oh yeah, that's, maybe that's what we should do. We'll do oh the, dear, <laughs> we'll do the whole thing in in what? Let's try Irish. Let's do an Irish accent this whole time, and maybe oh, I can be somebody else. I no. don't know. Oh, I, don't know. Do, I don't know. Our Irish listeners might. Have. Oh, that's true. That's true. Let's see. We've got. Uh, What's Ray's voice? Ray's voice. I have not figured out what Ray's voice is yet. He's, oh uh, he's man, kinda, yeah. What does a sun, yeah. sunbeam sound like? Yeah, it's not. 
he's not Mexican because, you know, they, they, there's a lot of sun in Mexico for sure. But you Yeah, know, but I, Australia has a lot of sun. And my, 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 my Aussie is really not quite. No, no, I, I don't even no, want to try Aussie because no, it's no, like, no. no, no, I can't. <laughs> I, 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 I spent long enough there. I should have it. But no, no, no. It's, uh, it's been a while. But I, so, so well, I know this last year has been an adventure for you, oh, too. Oh, man. So, just where do we start? Like, how, how, how would you describe yourself and where you were a year ago? Actually, I just got a really good example of it. I was clearing the, the, the images and, and pictures and videos off my phone and found the video from a year ago, the day that we got the announcement that we would be starting the show and I was on a gutter job. I was at the top of a ladder and I did this video of me going, how perfect is this to get the worst job I have had in a long time with everything going wrong and it's taking five times as long as it should. As you know, it was just the perfect uh, reminder of, of moving out of the gutter business and moving towards something that I really actually want to be doing. And, but, uh, so for those who aren't familiar, you've been cleaning gutters and on roofs for 30 years. Yeah. You know, you've been saying 30 years for like, Two. since I met you six years ago and I know it's so. Oh, don't even, I don't want to think about an accurate number. Okay. We'll, we'll, too we'll long. round let's it just, down to 30. It'll let's be just, fine. Let's just say too long. <laughs> and it's just, that's way too much work too. you know, be risking your life basically every day every minute of every day you know? yeah you you've sent me those pictures of like your toes right at the edge of mm-hmm. a three or four story building looking straight down and for me just looking at the pictures my palms start sweating yeah it's, and it's, i'm like thanks for sharing it's crazy <laughs> the stuff that i can look back and say that i've actually lived through mm. for decades risking my life to take care of people's homes the outside of their homes, you know. So now I've, I've kind of got the, the thought that okay, now I'm I'm looking more for taking care of the actual family living in the home. You know, this is <laughs> yeah, this is the, uh, the, the one of the evolutions that I'm looking for. So, so speaking of which, what what are some of the changes for you over the last year? Oh man, well, not climbing ladders every day is a really good start. Um, that's a huge being able one to being able to, uh, I've actually got to start playing or trying to play piano. I, I learned what the C chord is and, and which fingers to use. And, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot more time with garage band, trying to figure out recording. And you put out some new music for the first time in how many years? In several years, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's been some cool new things happening musically, and and yeah, it feels like a, a more of an opportunity to. I've I've had more time to really get into like some of this intuitive stuff and 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 studying. Uh, well, even even where the the basis of my my focus on this book and why it feels so important to me to get out um you know why you know learning about our where our subconscious mind is programming ourselves early on to to be behaving in similar ways over and over and you know looking at looking at the difficulty that i have in in just 
forming a habit of journaling. I mean, regular journaling. I want to journal. I know it's valuable. I, I know it's really a good thing, and I'm really trying to do it on a regular basis. But starting a new habit at this age is just, it's like pulling teeth. Well, you know, you're not that old of a dog. And even old dogs can learn well, new tricks. This is, so. I know. I, that's what I keep being told. <laughs> you know, and, But it's, 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 I just find it fascinating that the entire time, right, I'm, I'm you know, brushing my teeth every, time, every, every night without any problem. I can remember that just fine. But that was a habit that was started way, way back there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, learning about uh, some of these, the, the, the kinds of things I want to be helping the next generation move into and kind of we're, we're, we're working on sharing the, the opportunity for kids, other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Since mm-hmm. we don't have to be worrying about our own these days. <laughs> nope. Grown, gone, moved on. Yep. So, I know that I mean, this last year clearly has brought up so many things for the whole world. And for the most part, a lot of times we hear about the challenges and, you know, the, some of the negatives that the, the pandemic has brought. And I'm curious for you, what has that experience been? Well, you know, early on we were seeing, of course, everybody staying home no cars on the road. I mean, a couple of times I would do jobs that, that were actually, you know, cruising across town and having no traffic at all was just amazing. Um, but then you start seeing the, the, the results of that when that's happening around the world. And there was, you know, we're, we're seeing those, those memes about, or little clips about dolphins in the, in the canals in Venice for the first time, Ever, you know, and, and and then and then you know, people living in L.A. seeing the sky for the first time <laughs> forever, you know, and and you know the, the smog clearing up and things like that. But I just, for the most part, one of the things that I've been looking forward to, and a, a buddy of mine kind of turned me on to the actual wording of it, but he thought that that the solution for our planet's problems was going to just it was it was going to have to start with a worldwide family reunion and mm. when this whole planet of people get together on the same page focusing on the same thing at the same time then we'll have the possibility of of actually doing something you know productive together and he passed away just a few years ago and uh i'm just I'm really kind of curious. I'm sure he would look at this as being that family reunion, as as having the opportunity now that we're all on the same page at the same time. Yes, yeah, we're facing our own extinction, you know, perhaps, or our own, you know, between the evolution. climate. Evolution. I would say evolution, not extinction. There's that. There's that. Well, if, if Subtle you, difference. When we but. start looking at, into the whole, you know, climate issues and those kinds of things going on, there's, there's some big big opportunities to be to be oh, yeah. looking at as a as a species i think right now well it's interesting that it took a pan, a worldwide pandemic to get people to stop 
and refocus on and, and reevaluate priorities. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about a family reunion and I just, you know, raising kids, like trying to get two or three or four people all on the same page and focused was hard enough. Getting the whole world on the same mm-hmm. page and focused. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it took something that big to get us to stop and really reevaluate. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful that while it has been difficult for many, there's going to be some really cool stuff come out of it too. I, I'm really hopeful. Well, this is absolutely, I think, I think we've had to step back and start taking more of a, of a internal perspective view on, on where we're going as a human family and what is our role and how do we shift out of the habits that we have that have brought us to this you know brink mm-hmm. and um and i'm i'm feeling a, a real strong uh call to be fully engaged with you know with the music and with the the book and mm-hmm. and all that to uh to hopefully help and you know, inspire whatever guide <laughs> support uh, this our our family to mm-hmm. to a, a positive outcome from this yeah. from this reunion in this last year. A good positive focus. <clears throat> so, I mean, you mentioned how much you feel that pull to engage and you know do your part. So. Where do you think that comes from? Why are you so passionate about getting the Sunbeam book and your music to children and families? Well, this has been part of the uh, having this time to to kind of look back and and learn about how we're where we get our tendencies, where we get our lessons from, and all that, and and remembering. <laughs> the bullying, the 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 stuff that I went through as a kid, and seeing how, on in some ways, I've been still responding to those experiences. You know, even in you know forty years later here, and it, it's just it's been astounding to me to to see that that's actually been possible those influences are still there and and but now learning you know th- through uh like bruce lipton's work uh and and the, the people who are are really studying where our you know biology of belief comes from and and, and how that's built into us there's there's actually steps and tools and things that are available now to become aware of that I mean, and and like with uh, the idea of of confidence and self-esteem being a a major factor in helping kids get beyond their uh, experiences of bullying. So I I know that your experience around that is kind of unique because not only were you bullied young, but I was with you when you had the opportunity to reconnect with that bully later. Mm. And that I think is such a powerful story. I'm, I'm hoping like, you know, put you on the spot, but would you share oh that my gosh. a little bit? Oh my gosh. 
Because I think it was eye-opening. Oh. And Rusty said I could use his name. So it was like, it was pretty cool that we were on that camping trip and actually in Baker. Um, so what happened when you guys were young first? Oh, well, yeah, early on. I was a uh, new kid, fourth grade, uh, new school, and and uh, had had a... I'd had a, my first bullying experience in second grade had pre- pretty much put me in a loner status for third grade. And so I decided maybe by fourth grade, you know, in all different schools throughout the, the Baker area where I was kind of moved around a little bit, um, I decided I would risk it. And I, you know, was really surprised when this, this one of the cool kids came up to me in fourth grade, this Rusty, and uh, invited me to to join him and, and their group that met on the east steps around the corner from where the the uh, playground officials were watching and uh, out of the out of the eye of, of the supervisors. And so I I thought, oh boy, I can be a part of the group. And so I I was all excited when re- recess came and I marched around to the steps and everybody's up there and I walk up the steps and uh, say hi to Rusty and and all of a sudden kapow and he just delivers this this amazing punch and I I all I I just completely blacked out and um and I was Turned out, I was the entertainment for that recess, and that I became the, you know, the, the guy that got knocked out with one punch. And of course, I was still out, basically, or wandering the playground when the teacher or somebody else had to come out and, and bring me back to class. So, but that, so the rest of that year was basically just really a difficult period of me trying to get past that experience and I was rebelling. I was, you know, really, really deeply hurt. And, um, but it was, it was, and it was through music that Miss Karstens, our teacher, uh, was helping us, helping, helped me to get back to, to uh, remembering kind of what was a priority and and how to work through that. So what was it like to meet Rusty decades later i know we kind of ran into him by accident that was an interesting thing but then literally i mean we were just driving around the campground one of the what was it was a national park or whatever it was and we just there was like nobody else around except a couple of random camp we just happened to park in the same one that he was also at i mean that area is hundreds or thousands of square miles with all kinds of places people could have gone and we wind up there of all the places to camp. Yep. What was that like for you to meet him again? It was, it was actually so clarifying that, that I was meant to get beyond this and work through it. And, and to find out what the real truth was. Cause here I'd been learning all this stuff um, about bullying and that bullying and or the, the bully and the victim are basically two sides of the same coin. And 
so I was wondering what I had done that had attracted that on some level. And I wanted to get his side of the story, but I never had a chance, of course, to talk with him. And so here's that chance. And so when I'm out there on the beach completely by myself and there's nobody else for at least five miles along that stretch of beach that you could see the whole, the whole beach. And this one person walks down out of the trees and starts walking towards me from, you know, a few hundred yards away. And by the time he gets up to me, I can, you know, it's him, it's him. And it's like, just, (laughs) Oh, MG. So we wound up having this conversation and I asked him, I started off asking him if what he remembered of our interaction back in fourth grade, if he, if, if he knew, you know, because I just I assumed that he had, and then all of a sudden I got the idea that, well, gee, maybe I better not start off by accusing him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had no memory of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it was it was astounding to me that he just, it, it was completely blocked out. And the first thing he said when I described the situation, he said what, what he did at that, at the, on the stairs, his first, very first words were, oh man, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And... And it was like, you know, it was because, and then he tells me the story about how his mom had been very, very abusive to him Mm. all of his growing up. And, and it was, he was, he was in a lot of trouble back then as a result of a lot of that. And it was, uh, it was just an absolute example of what they'd been saying about how bullies and how they're formed, how, how, how we become a bully and a how a bullying victim <laughs> attracts that through their lack of confidence. And I clearly had a lack of confidence back then. Well, and, and so did he. That lack exactly. of confidence is that common thread. Exactly. It's just right. shows up at opposite extremes. Right, right. And yeah. so it was just, it was so crystal clear that, that, that what needs to happen in order to, for, to have this, this cycle come to an end is that we've got to be raising the confidence in our next generations and and our, our kids and, and doing whatever we can to, to get this violence syndrome out of our culture. And um, and when I was told that when the when the true sunbeam won that that award, uh, what they told me was that because of those those uh, the, the shiny moments pages and the opportunity for the child to reflect on their day and find something positive in each day that 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 would have the kind of confidence building effect that that they were really looking forward to our society experiencing so that was one of the reasons they chose it as as the as the winner um and so i've i've been it's just been Kind of given direction to my life ever since. and So I know that's something you have been working hard on, especially mm-hmm. this last year, and things are kind of finally coalescing and moving in that direction. So where do you see yourself being a year from now? Well, with the guy that we've, we've hired now to be helping with the, the Kickstarter program and the... the the new website uh, at thetruesunbeam.com. Um, I'm really 
looking forward to having more of an active role in just getting this book out there. I mean, my mission is to put a copy of The Sunbeam in every kid's hands on the planet under the age of seven and to figure out how best to do that, whoever wants to help, however we can manage that. Um, please find me. Help me you know, get on the, get oh, on the We're going to uh, be talking more about and, that, I'm sure, in future shows uh, and getting it out there. So yeah. we we are getting close to the end of the time, though. So how can listeners find you, connect with you, learn more in the future? All right. Well, all the music and uh, everything is available at markolmstead.com, as you mentioned before. Uh, that new website is thetruesunbeam.com. And pretty much there's everything there. Everything is going to be there. Yeah. There's going to be links to everything else as well. Or just keep tuning into Rise and Shine. There is that too. Yeah. You know? When and I don't, when I don't have to do all the talk, and it it, it go a lot smoother, and <laughs> have much more interesting people on, and all that. Well, thank you for rising and shining. We're working on it. Yes, yes, absolutely. You're doing great. So this would be where you put your glasses back on. Oh yes. I'll and I'm going to gonna say. That. <laughs> it's okay. We we know uh, how young you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So first and foremost, I do want to make sure that we thank our listeners for being on this journey with us because it has been an amazing year. We have gone from having a few family and friends tuning in to those first few episodes to now being heard in more than 47 nations and by more than 4,000 people each week that's in scary. just one year that's huge <laughs> that's awesome. and it wouldn't happen without you absolutely. No, absolutely man so thank you thank you thank you and please be sure to leave us a comment and rate the show so that we know what works and what to do more of and don't worry you probably won't have to wait for maybe okay tune in next year and i'll do this again and maybe i'll get a little better at it and uh, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing our show Please share it with them. Just try to imagine the feeling of what it might be like to actually live in a world that truly works for and uplifts everyone. Mm, I love that thought. Okay. Me too. And remember, until next week. Wherever you are. There is always time. For remembering to rise rise and and shine. shine. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Sound of the joy, sound of the love, sound of the light.